Good morning on this Monday morning. Welcome to our devotional, Golden Nuggets, Food for Thought and for the Imagination. If you joined us yesterday on Sunday, we had been talking about uh, prayers that are soulish, uh, carnal, that are uh, earthy, and those that are even devilish. Uh, devilish meaning they are inspired of Satan himself. If our prayers are accusing prayers, if our prayers are manipulating prayers, then we are doing the work of Satan. And if our prayers, here's the catch, if our prayers are answered, but not by God, but are answered by the devil or the enemy himself, then those prayers actually have become and are a curse for who we have been praying for. We don't even recognize or even know uh, what we have actually done. But here's a here's an interesting verse. In the book of Proverbs, in chapter 28, in verse number 9, it says, He that turneth away his ear from hearing the law. And the word there, hearing, is uh, once again... As we have been talking like Isaiah uh, chapter 55, if you will diligently hear, uh, or Deuteronomy chapter 28, uh, if you will diligently hear, or hear, hearing, or if you will hearken, hearkening, uh, these different words that are being used right now are the words that are, are translated to listen, listening. So it says, if we turn our ear, if we turn away our ear from hearing the law, even his prayer shall be an abomination. So if God is speaking to our hearts and is speaking to our lives by his Holy Spirit, and we turn our ear, we shut it off, we don't want to we don't want to hear or we refuse to hear. The scripture says here in Proverbs that the prayer of that individual becomes an abomination. An abomination is the equivalent of something disgusting morally. Uh, it is something that is abhorred. Uh, uh, it is especially uh, in connection with idolatry use. Uh, or with an idol, something that's abominable, an abomination, uh, a thing that is just uh, disgusting. So just, just consider what that verse is saying, that it is possible for our prayers to be disgusting before God. And in this case, it has to do with listening. It has to do with our ear turning away. Remember, in Proverbs in chapter 4 and verse 20, the scripture talks about uh, listening, inclining, bending the ear for the purpose of, of God instructing our lives in whatever area he wants to instruct us. But if we turn away our ear, if we shut our ear off, if we refuse to listen or hear, and then, of course, obey what he wants us to do, then, then we are casting to the side the very thing that would be our help.
My son, attend to my words. Incline thine ear unto my sayings. So it's not just basically the law, but it is to what he is saying. Let them not depart from your eyes. Keep them in the midst of your heart. For they are life unto those that find them and health to all their flesh. Keep with all your hearts, with all diligence, for out of it are the issues of life. So the importance of having our our uh, ears uh, paying attention is going to also be connected to our prayer life. So there is a connection of listening carefully. Jesus, according to Psalm uh, number 40, verse 4, when he talks about, well, it, it was actually David that wrote it, but prophetically it's also talking about Jesus. Blessed is the man that maketh the Lord his trust, and respecteth not the proud, nor such as turn away to lies. Many, O Lord, my God, are thy wonderful works which thou hast done, and thy thoughts which are to usward, they cannot be reckoned up in order unto thee. If I were to declare and speak of them, they are more than can be numbered. So that means the psalmist had to be acquainted with what God was speaking and saying unto him. So he goes on to write in verse number 6, Sacrifice and offering thou did not desire. Mine ears has thou opened. Burnt offering and sin offering thou has not required. So the psalmist here is writing and saying, My ear is what was important. You wanted me to open my ear to what you had to say. And of course, this is something that we had also been reading in Isaiah, uh, where the scripture talks about God opening our ear, opening it to hear and to be taught of him, to be led by him, to be guided by him in whatever direction he wants to lead. And it begins with morning by morning, he wakeneth my ear. He wakeneth my ear as though I had been going to school and then being taught so that my tongue learns. It learns how to speak. It learns how to uh, say. It learns, it learns what is necessary to be able to be uh, taught to an individual that normally, let's say, he would go and 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 find education of some sort uh, uh, for himself. It says, "The Lord God has given me the tongue of the learned, that I should know how to speak a word in season to him that is weary. He wakeneth morning by morning; he wakeneth my ear to hear." As the learned, the Lord God has opened my ear, and I was not rebellious, neither turned away. Now, that's what it says in Isaiah in 50, in verse 4 and 5. We just read in Psalms, verse 40, I mean, chapter 40, verse 6, it says, 
thou didn't desire sacrifice and offering, my ears has thou opened. Once again, we get back in a full circle to this thing of listening, listening. To bend our ear, to desire to want to hear what the Lord God, creator of heaven and earth, is speaking to our very own lives, to our very own individual being. Both things that are general and things that are specific, but more than things that are general are things that are specific. We can find many of the general things for our our lives, the will of God, in the written scripture. But there are specific things that are in the scripture that God wants to clarify in our lives and make specific so that we don't miss the mark, so that we are right on track in the path, so that our feet are ordered step by step. We are so in sync with what he wants in, and desires in our life that our paths cross at the very exact minute, very exact second that is necessary for things to be accomplished that need to be accomplished. A good example of that uh, we can find in, in the scripture is in the book of Second Kings when Gehazi is talking to the king about a woman whom the prophet Elijah had raised up from the dead. And right when he's talking about that, the woman co- is there coming to the king to say unto him, you know, restore my land. Their paths crossed right as the words were being spoken. Now, you talk about timing. You talk about being guided. The prophet had told her basically to leave, that there was a famine coming. And she came back right at the exact moment that the conversation was taking place. Now, what are the odds? I mean, we can say this could have happened a lot earlier. It could have happened a lot later. And 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 she wouldn't have been present. But yet she was there at the exact time. Many times we have our, we have found ourselves. And, and probably you can be a, a witness to this yourself. Where something, I, something has happened. Something has taken place. And you think to yourself, had I not been here. Or had it not been that I was there, or had I not heard, or had I not received, or had I not been told at that moment? And we wonder, and we think about it, but yet it seems that our path crossed the other paths of other individuals whom God brings into our lives at the exact timing. But that has a lot to also do with having been able to heard maybe that little uh, nagging uh, uh, gut so-called feeling, that little inward uh, witness, that little voice that uh, go here, do this, turn here, stop here, listen to this, uh, get this, buy this, don't do this. And all of a sudden, uh, it, it all makes sense. But it has to do with our capacity and our ability 
to listen. Now, many of us hear things, but to hear it is not the same as to listen, listening, to to take the time to not only hear it, but understand it with a willingness to hear it and also be able to want to do it. If we continue in Psalm 40, in verse number 7, this is the next verse after he says, My ear thou hast opened. Then said I, Lo, I come in the volume of the book. It is written of me. It was written in the Holy Scriptures concerning Jesus. It is written in the Scripture concerning our life here on this earth to do God's will also. And we have to find where it is written of us, just like it was written of him. Now, of us, it may be more general that we are in Christ, that God desires to do us good. It is written that God's plans and purposes for our lives are to have our needs met. My God shall supply all your need according to his riches and glory in Christ Jesus. I can do all things through Christ Jesus, which strengthens me. And of course, those that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. These things may be general, but they become specific at the time that we are going through a crisis or going through difficulty. And at that moment, we need that rhema of God because it'll sustain us, it'll uphold us, it'll, it'll leave us in the place where we need to be. And that place needs to be in trusting the Lord. Blessed is the man that maketh the Lord his trust. And respecteth not the proud, nor such as turn aside to lies, because we endeavor to keep the truth, listen to the truth, seek the truth of God's word, and obey and walk in that truth. So consider what we have said today, in that our prayers, just like we said here, now there can be times where unbelief, unforgiveness, doubt, where these things can be hindrances to our prayers. But in Proverbs 28, 9, it says, turning our ear away from hearing. It says, even his prayer shall be an abomination. Wow. God has spoken. We refuse to listen then we want to ask him to do something. And the basic thought behind it is, it's an abomination. He just told you what, what to do, and you want to go contrary to what he has said. Now, consider this food for thought and for the imagination. The Lord richly and fully bless you. But consider this one verse in Exodus 32, 32. When Moses said, Yet now, Lord... If thou wilt not forgive their sin, and if not, blot me out, I pray thee, out of the book which thou hast written.
Moses himself knew that God had a book and where names were written. And he was very conscious of that. He was conscious also of the people that he had called him to lead out. And he says, if you don't want to forgive them, then get my name out of that book also. Consider this food for thought and for the imagination. The Lord richly and fully bless you in Jesus' name. Amen.